Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Random Chatter. We've got uh, kind of a slow news week this week, but we have a couple of interesting things. We've got an apology from NBC. We have uh, Netflix doing something that I would not have expected Netflix to do and something that would seem like a very odd business decision, but maybe not. And we've got a lot of little things in the lightning round but not a lot else. So maybe we'll, we'll pick some things out of the lightning round and discuss a little bit further, but I'm Eric and I am here tonight without Lou. So anything that happens is Lou's fault, but I have Tim, Tim, how are you doing today? Hey Eric, uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Had a, uh, had a good weekend, had a pretty decent Thanksgiving. Of course, very different. Yeah. Uh, from, you know, what we're used to, uh, More so you, for you than you for a lot actually, of people. Yeah, yeah, you you were here last year. You experienced the uh, I don't know. Last year we had what, almost twenty people, I think, uh, or or just around twenty people. I would have guessed more. We have family, we have friends, we get uh, international students, mm -hmm. so we do this whole uh, like intercultural thing, and 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 it's 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 a lot of fun. It it's was. really good. Um, obviously, this year we didn't do any of that. Uh, in fact, it was just my wife and I, and um, but we we did amp it up a little bit, I guess, as, as much as we could. Uh, whereas we made a couple of dishes. My parents made a couple of dishes. My uh, stepson and his and his fiance made a couple of dishes. And then um, they uh, drove around. And you did and the hostage standoff. Where I'm, I'm going to put this over here and you put that over there and then we'll quickly dart over Pretty and get them and much. run away. Yeah. 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 So but then in the end, we all had a nice well, meal. And so we, uh, you know, then we got on zoom for a little bit while we ate and, uh, you know, chatted a little Good. bit and, and, and that was that. So that, that was how, how we did our, uh, you know, separate household Thanksgiving thing, oh, that's good. which was fine. Let's not do, have yeah. to do that. Again. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's hope it's not going to be a normal thing. Um, I had, uh, so I've got, uh, it's difficult to explain, but we, we basically have two residences on, on this property, but we interact often enough that for COVID purposes, we're basically one household. Um, and sure, and sure. so we just we just did Thanksgiving within our household here, but we did barbecue ribs instead of turkey because of the family members that we would normally have for Thanksgiving. We happen to be the ones who don't care that much about turkey. So, oh, OK, um, the, the person doing the cooking is a big fan of barbecue spare ribs. And so we had ribs and they were really good. I will say though, nice. If you ever get an opportunity to have this guy's smoked Turkey, it's really good though. I, I heard this year, not so much, but I have to tell you, Tim, if there were going to be a year where it failed, it would this, be this year. And, and yeah. that's okay yeah. because it was just the two of you anyway. So like it was okay. Yeah. The, the, the thermostat in my smoker mm. failed. Um, so when I was thinking that the, I wasn't able to get the smoker to the temperature that I wanted it to. And I kept turning it up and up and I was thinking, oh, well, it, it must be the rain that's cooling it down or it was a little windy and that's cooling it down. Cause those factors impact mm. it. No, clearly the temperature inside the box was way hotter than it was supposed to be. Uh, the turkey um, cooked in about five hours where it should have taken oh, over seven. Wow. 
which of course meant that the outside was a little dry. The inside was actually still really nice and mm-hmm. moist and it was good and oh, it was flavorful. Um, it just didn't have that penetrating smoke all the way through mm-hmm. like it would have if it, you know, had it been in there longer. So it was, um, yeah, not as good. My, my wife, of course, said it was still great. She's I, so you nice. Know, I'm a little harder on myself for that. She is. She's very nice to me. Uh, but yeah, hey, th- th- next year yeah. will be better. And I've already ordered a new thermostat for the uh, uh, for the smoke. So, <laughs> and, and I'm also going to be double checking temperatures from now on. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. That's a lot of hours to invest in something that then you know. Uh, I, I feel bad, but again, you didn't have 20 people there, so at least like if it's going to turn out not as expected it affected fewer people so you could argue this is a good year for that to happen if it was going to happen at all right Uh, true true doing the glass half full thing i I don't know it's not my forte but i'm i'm trying i'm trying to get better at it hey we we try our best that's all we can do so this week you know i i want to comment Really briefly on a couple of things that you guys got to talk about last week. I wasn't around and I just wanted to throw my two cents out there yeah. and I'll keep it quick. But uh, the Wonder Woman 84 plans I'm on board with. I think that's good. Um, mm-hmm. Not quite what we expected, but but pretty close. So I just want to go on record saying it. I'm I'm in favor of that. I think it's a smart move. Uh, Conan, Conan O'Brien yeah. going to HBO Max, I think, is awesome. I love mm-hmm. Conan O'Brien. Um, I don't always like his show, but I, a lot of times I like his show. And a lot of times I like the other little side projects he does. Like when he, the series he had when he was traveling abroad and, um, clueless gamer is mm-hmm. one of the best things on the internet. Um, yeah, I really like Conan O'Brien. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that that's happening for him. I, I think that'll be really good. And then the Deadpool three, uh, writer that was announced, I don't know that much about the writer, but the one show that she's known for. Two writers, sisters. Oh, that's right. 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 Um, but the one show that they're known for, I'm, I'm not a fan. Like I tried and I just can't get into yep. it. Don't think it's funny. Um, that doesn't mean that this it, wouldn't yeah, be funny. It's... I don't know. I'm not excited about it. Yeah. Bob's burgers isn't, entirely my brand of humor either. Um, although I think it's more the art that turns me off than the humor itself. The art definitely turns then me off. gives me a lot of cause to, yeah, yeah I, it gives me a lot of cause to, to have problems getting through. And also the characters. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the character. Right. So to be completely honest, I probably haven't watched enough episodes of it to give the writing a fair shake. Nor have I because it's other things that turn me off from right. it. So uh, that said, I mean, they've won Emmys for it. True. And it's considerably popular. It has gotten renewed time and time again. It's been around for a number of seasons. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. And Ryan Reynolds himself screened all these people. So that also gives me some confidence yeah. that, you know, they, they, they pitched something good to him. And if the mechanics of the writing are a little shaky, I'm convinced that uh, because he is so hands on with this franchise, um, 
that he is going to make sure that it's successful. And obviously now he's got Kevin Feige standing behind him as well. So it's it's now, you know, Marvel proper and it ain't going to fail. Let's hope not. I've, I've got my fingers crossed. I don't know. Um, oh, Bob's Burger had to grow on me. They sing a lot in that show, which is what pulled me in. Oh, see, you see, that would probably push me out. Uh, the singing part. I, I don't I don't like musicals. I liked two musicals, both of which were done by the same uh, two writers and, and two directors and actors and producers. Um, we're going to cover both on Movie Chatter. Robin just doesn't know it yet. One is called South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Oh, boy. The other one is called Cannibal, the musical, which was uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone's uh, film school project that uh, set back in the gold rush era. It's in black and white. It, it it's, it's, it's good. It's not good. It's not good at all, but yeah. it's like good. It, it's bad in a very <laughs> good way. It, it's funny. So anyway, let's move on. Um, the saved by the bell reunion show debuted this past Wednesday. Did you, you didn't watch saved by the bell back in the day. Oh, I did. Yeah. Back in the day I did. Yeah. Um, I, I had no interest in the reunion. I mean, it was one of those things that was fine back in Mm -hmm. the day. Uh, I wasn't like a hardcore fan of it. It was mostly one of those things. There was nothing else on until the next block of scheduling. And so you, yeah. And it was usually one of those things that was on like before school. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I would watch, half of an episode or something then. And then that was it. So that's, yeah, I remember watching it sometimes when I was waiting for something else to come on and I couldn't find anything else to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I I had no interest. And the, the, the earlier seasons were definitely better than the later seasons. Um, when they started doing like, Oh, they're interns during the summer and you know, weird stuff like that. It was, yeah. It became a little more soap opera ish and less sitcom. I guess, yeah. 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 Well, apparently somebody thought it would be a great idea to do a reunion show. And so they did. And then the Internet blew up. Not in the way you'd think. And uh, Peacock, NBC, Universal had to issue an apology and not the way you think, not for doing the show in the first place, which was my first thoughts mm. on what they would be apologizing for. Um, there were several jokes made about Selena Gomez having kidney transplant surgery. Why? It seems awfully strange to me that they would pick her specifically. Mm -hmm. I mean, is there some association that he, that she has Mm -hmm. to the show? So why? She was an obligatory pop culture reference. And it's a medical procedure that she had, the jokes I mean, had... It's, it, it, it's, it's one thing maybe to like make fun of someone's, you know, willful plastic surgery. That's not necessary, right. but a kidney transplant is like a necessary that's not something thing. you I'm have any control sure. over that. That's like making fun yeah. of someone for some other aspect of them that they just don't like if you're paralyzed or if you're autistic or or whatever, like it, it yeah. just. Yeah. 
just and, odd. And, I, why, I don't know why they would, why would their writers pick well, that? Well, they were talking and, about and things, and, and that's the other thing. The that. jokes weren't even funny. They were just dumb. They were arguing a, about like, oh, I heard she got like Kim Kardashian's kidney. No, no, it was so, so-and-so that donated, blah, blah, blah. And it was like this whole kind of like trying to make it like celebrity-ish, like to, to, to intentionally gossip column the whole Kardashian wasn't the example, but it was like some other type of a, a, a thing like that. And I'm like, that's, they could have picked even a gazillion funny. other. And then things. there was graffiti on one of the walls in the background, I guess that said, does Selena Gomez even have a kidney? I'm like, I don't understand who wrote that. this stuff. Like, first of all, they're not even to say that they're jokes that fall flat are difficult because it, they're not even jokes. They're not even, it's just yeah, bad no, just background dialogue. Commentary. Yeah, it's weird. And then on top of that, like what you said, it, it's a medical. So she has lupus, which is not a joke. Mm -hmm. She had to get a kidney transplant, which at her age, not a joke. Yeah, like she like her mid twenties, early twenties when it happened. Late 20s. So she um, she was diagnosed with lupus in two thousand fifteen. And she underwent a kidney transplant in 2017. And then she kind of took a break from, you know, acting and music and stuff for both physical recovery, the thing mental health recovery. Cause I mean, it was traumatic too. And quick. I mean, that's something like, Hey, you're diagnosed with a disease and within two years you're having a major organ being yeah. transplanted. That's, that's a big yeah, thing. It is. And again, for her age that, so I, I mean, talk about bad taste that, yeah. So um, yeah. NBC Universal is going to be making a, de a donation to her charity, the Selena Gomez Fund for Lupus Research at USC, which I both appreciate the fact that they're doing that, and I think they should, but it also doesn't excuse it. Like, you don't just get to pay your way into an apology. And, and they made yeah. an apology, to be clear. They it, they got right in front of it and said, no, that, that was wrong. We're We're sorry. We shouldn't have done it. I'd also like to know who was sitting around in the writer's room who thought that. Yeah. So someone had to come yeah, up. With I don't that blame idea. like the top of the studio because they probably had no idea. But somewhere yeah. down the line, people okayed this and come on. Idiots. I don't know. Anyway. So um, I guess if you're curious, check it out and, and judge for yourself. Or don't because it's a Saved by the Bell reunion 300 years later and it doesn't matter anymore. Like, it, why why do this? I don't yep. get it. Like, the Fresh Prince reunion was good. It was a roundtable of the actors talking about different moments they had and how different things changed their lives and, and how groundbreaking the show was and stuff like that. That'd be fine. But, like... These these reunion episodes, as opposed to a, a reunion discussion. Uh, I don't know. Do you hear what happened with Dave Chappelle and Netflix? I didn't. OK, so this is really interesting. Did I didn't know this, but Dave Chappelle, I mean, he wasn't really well known to the mainstream audience until he had the Chappelle show. Right. Mm -hmm. Which was yeah. wildly successful. But when he signed yeah. the contracts for that. He doesn't get any money 
from outside distribution. So any of these services that stream Oof. it, he doesn't get a penny. And he wrote the show. He, a- he acted in the show. He produced the show. He was the creative mind behind the show. I, I hope he still doesn't have that agent. Hope not. Because that's a really bad right? contract. So um, some places have gotten it recently for streaming and it's streaming on Netflix. And he also does some stand-up comedy shows, uh, specials for Netflix. And so he emailed someone at Netflix and I read part of, of the email he sent. And he basically said, listen, yeah, you, you own the rights. I mean, you, you licensed the rights from Viacom, uh, Viacom CBS, I think. And it's legal for you to show it, but I'm asking you not to show it. I'm asking you to pull it from your network. And I know you're not going to do it, but I'm just, I'm tired of this whole thing. And I just want to go on record saying that I'm asking you to pull it because I, it's my creation. I, I put blood, sweat, and tears into this thing. I don't see a penny for it and it's not right. And I'm asking you to do what's right. Even though I know it's not a good business decision and you guys are never going to do it. So Netflix pulled it. That's interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I, I can see, I obviously see his, his point of view with it. The thing is, is that whether it's showing or it's not showing, he's not getting any additional money from it. Mm-hmm. So from a relevance perspective, popularity perspective, exposure perspective, let him show it. But because then it still allows his fans to find his stuff or new fans potentially to find True. his so stuff. So it's good marketing for his brand. And yeah. And for any future projects that he may mm-hmm. have, which he has something coming up with Netflix. Right. So you might as well let Netflix promote A, so then B also gets some indirect promotion. On the flip side, though, I, that's what there I is say. a principle of it. If I spent, you know, all of this time, let's say, you know, I, I created random chatter 15 years ago. And um, all of a sudden, you know, I mean, I didn't do it in conjunction with another studio or anything, but if I had, and then when it's run is done, they go start selling it to other people, but I don't get any money from it. They get money from it. Like they created it somehow. And not that the studios don't contribute. They contribute the funding. They, they handle distribution and stuff like that. But I mean, they made their money back on that sure. and, and they're selling Viacom selling this to other networks for stream. Now it's on CBS all access. It's on HBO max and it's on Netflix. Why is the person who created the dang thing not getting paid? He deserves something and other people are making bank by riding on what he made and not getting a penny for. It's like a lot of the horror stories you heard from the music industry, but even worse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And I guess that depends if you kind of have any resentment toward the people who are making money off of it. Because then in that case, yeah, I guess it does kind of make sense to say, screw you. If I'm not getting anything, you're not going to get anything either. Um, But yeah, I mean, there, there is also, like I said, I think it's maybe potentially short, short sighted to want to have that pool when it is something that's not costing him anything 
which is leading at least indirectly indirectly to promotion of something else for him. So that's that that's a very good point. My only counterpoint to that is this is getting press, which is good. Which is also thing. Yeah. Netflix is, looks like it's taking the higher moral ground here over some of its competitors. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. I like Netflix's brownie points, in my opinion, just went up a couple of notches. And I'm Which, like sitting here thinking, you know, I, I want to cut now that they raise the prices on the HD package. Like, do I want to drop down from 4K down to, you know, 1080p or whatever? And I'm thinking, I, I don't know. Like, they're 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 okay like you know maybe i'll just stick with where it is i i I guess i there's a there's a moral issue there too and i I feel like we're getting away from morality or ethics maybe is is the better term for the sake of um business decisions and we keep i mean it's always been a thing but we've been drifting further and further away from it and when it comes to content creators Mm -hmm. like i'm still bitter about warner brothers and uh, J. Michael Straczynski, who created Babylon 5, because in his contract, he got the rights, not entirely, but like he gets a cut anytime um, home video of Babylon 5 is sold on VHS mm-hmm. tape. Because when he signed the contract, DVDs didn't exist. Streaming right. didn't exist. And VHS tapes... And unfortunately, the contract was that specific right. that said VHS. It didn't say you know, home movie or anything like that, right. which they could construe as time went on in perpetuity to be DVD, Blu-ray, maybe even right. streaming. So for the so, last 20 yeah. years, while people have been continuing to watch Babylon 5 and new people have been finding Babylon 5, the creator and this guy directed like every single episode from, I think, like the last two seasons. He wrote the vast majority of the episodes and produced like he really I'm surprised the guy's still alive. Because, you know, TV shows are split up in, into all kinds of different teams of people to handle a lot of these things. He worked harder on that show than most other people have on. I, th- I think he actually has a Guinness World Record for some aspect of of that. Mm. And, and he gets not a penny. And that pissed me off. But then, like, he at least got something from some of the home video sales. And, and Chappelle right. gets nothing from any of that and it's a fairly recent thing he just you know he was a new performer and and got roped into a really bad contract and i think that the one thing that might come out of this that's good is that maybe uh studios will start looking at how they do contracts differently maybe like maybe this is going to help get that uh that issue out in front of the limelight for other people you're, you're not wrong yes, in your point. Yes. I mean, you're right. It doesn't cost him anything. He doesn't he's not gaining or losing anything, regardless of which direction this takes, though. He is apparently fighting to get the contract renegotiated or, or something. I don't know. He's doing something behind the scenes to work on that. Uh, but. Maybe he can help the other people. By changing oh, sure. the way the standards by which things are done, or at least by making other comics aware Listen, don't do what I did. Yeah. I, now, I, I will also mention, uh, you know, as we said, he has another project coming up with Netflix. So he has a relationship with them. 
And, you know, as part of that relationship, that may have been a goodwill thing for Netflix to say, okay, you know what, if, if you want to pull, then, then we'll pull up. Where Netflix, I can imagine Netflix maybe even coming back around to this discussion once his new project launches to say, hey, look, we know you're not getting any royalties from the original studio for Chappelle's show. But there's new people, new fans of yours who were brought on board with your new project who are going to want to watch Chappelle's show. And instead of us allowing them to going to, to go to CBS All Access or HBO Max, let's keep them here at Netflix and we will give you a royalty. Right. And that's the thing. I think that... Which could be a flat sum or it could be, you know, a dollar a download or something. Who knows? I, I don't know. But there's there's still a position here that's worthwhile for Netflix. Oh, yes. And I think even for him. Even so, if... I, I mean, to again, to completely do away with it, I, I think is kind of short-sighted. Well, but while I completely understand his emotional issues with it i think that there's a business decision that also but i think here's where that business decision comes into play he is insanely popular he doesn't do a lot which means he's not oversaturating his market he's very recognizable and he's very sought after he's got a very dedicated fan base if netflix keeps him happy then he will stay with Netflix for these new stand-up specials. And Netflix needs new exclusive content, as we've talked about before, because a lot sure. of stuff is leaving because the production studios are now also distribution studios, HBO Max, Disney+, Plus, etc. And Netflix is going to lose a lot of licensed content. They need exclusive content. Dave Chappelle is one of the biggest names in stand-up comedy. The loss of what came before that a lot of people who are into stand-up comedy have already seen for the sake of locking in his dedication to them as a studio for future projects, probably mm -hmm. a big deal. And then, like you kind of alluded to, they can come back and say, you know, listen, how about we give you a little bit of kickback under the table or whatever, not under the table, but you know, like off, off the record, still on the books, but like, we'll, we'll throw a little bit more in if you agree that it's okay for us to, to air the Chappelle show as well. Mm -hmm. Like right now, the, the praise that he's publicly giving Netflix is, is high. And nobody has ever done anything like this because, as you said, it seems like a, a bad business decision. But I think that future-proofing themselves is not without some merit here, too. I, I think there's some financial benefit to locking him yeah. into Netflix and say, no, don't go do something for Showtime. Don't do something for Comedy Central that ends up on HBO Max. We take care mm -hmm. of you. Because right, his right. future projects gonna make bank. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably where they're yep. approaching it. So they get 
the the moral and ethical high ground. They get the press and they lock in an exclusive comic. He's not going anywhere else. Not now. Right, right. And that's a big deal. I mean, that's the equivalent. He's nothing like Robin Williams, but as far as like the hierarchy currently for stand-up comics, he's he's basically the Robin Williams. Like, I can't think of anybody who does stand-up oh, who's yeah. higher than yeah. him right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all we have for the news. The rest of it's all lightning round stuff. So uh, <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I'll just kind of blitz through this. And, and Tim, if there's anything you want to say about it, just, just hop into it. Um, there's a little yep. bit to say about this first one. The Expanse was renewed by Amazon for a sixth and final season. The fifth season is about to start airing. Wasn't the fifth supposed to be their final or was that not no, the thing? No, the, the storylines in the fifth one coming up um, are not like there's another big, big, big story arc that takes place in the book series that is um, after that. So a lot of this season follows the book where they kind of split off and did their own things like Amos goes back to Earth um, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So this is. uh, I don't know, it was was one of the least favorite of the books for me, it was still good writing and it was a good story. I don't know how the season's going to play out, but no, there there was always an expectation of at least one more season. I don't know how they're going to cram everything else into the in this sixth season. I think it's going to be kind of a pretty big deal. Uh, there's one other really big deal about this. Have you watched this series? No. Okay. I, I still have not gotten the venture into okay. any of it, it. It's phenomenally good. That being said, you're not going to understand the relevance of this. Um, one of the four primary, well, I guess five primary cast members for the show, um, the pilot uh, Alex Kamal played by Cass Anvar. He is not going to be returning for the sixth season. Um, there were some, there were several allegations of sexual misconduct, um, mainly from my understanding in regards to, uh, his interaction with fans um, I know a little bit about it behind the scenes and um, I am very much a proponent of um, trust, but verify. I'm very much a proponent that just because an accusation exists doesn't mean it's true. This is one case uh, in which um, I, I probably shouldn't elaborate, but I am a hundred percent convinced that there were inappropriate interactions with fans and I am as disruptive as it will probably be to the story, which is also tragic. I'm happy to see that he's not going to be on the show. Sure. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I I think the investigation is still going on, so we'll leave it at that. But I, from what I've seen, I'm convinced that, it's a legit concern and that Amazon is doing the right thing by uh, cutting ties with them. So, but it, it will be story-wise. Uh, it'll be a little awkward with season six and, and we'll have to see what they do. But uh, Amazon's also canceled Utopia after just one season. I don't know if you've seen Utopia. 
I have not seen Very that either. quirky, pre-post-apocalyptic show. Pre-post-apocalyptic, yeah. So, so before the yes. after. Uh, be before the after of the end. Yeah, yeah. That I think that sums it up. Yeah. Pretty well, in fact. Um, it is a little <laughs> okay. confusing because it's like the apocalypse has already started to happen, but nobody knows it started to happen, and they're kind of trying to figure it. It's just, it's Pretend such a weird show. Um, but it's got John Cusack, and I love John Cusack. Oh, okay. I, I like John Cusack, yeah. yeah. He's 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 just quirky enough to be endearing. I I really like his stuff. And yeah. uh, but it, it's got him in a very interesting role, and it's got Rain Wilson from The Office. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. Who played Dwight Schrute in a a, a very mm-hmm. like cast against type, um, a very interesting role. Hmm. It's just oh, it's such a weird show. But uh, it ended on a cliffhanger, and I guess we're not getting a second season, so that's disappointing. Um, speaking of cancellations and also reboots of old things that we don't really need reboots for one day at a time is being canceled at Netflix. I didn't really understand why they needed to bring that back. I think it much to what Lou often says, it would be better to just start the show with a new name instead of trying to recycle an old name. Um, and, and, and you, and let people say, you know what, this really seems like someone was trying to redo one day right. at a time. Okay, sure. Let, let them make that comment if they're going to make that connection, right? but still do something that is, you know, that's original and you know, there's nothing new under the sun anyway. Right. All writers and creators are inspired by something else. Uh, it is such an insanely rare occasion. to truly see something and it new. It doesn't have an element like, so, you know, charmed is getting rebooted and, and that's about, you know, three sisters who are witches. Well, if you have another show that's three mm-hmm. sisters who are witches, like that's really, really close. But something like one day at a time, yeah, yeah. there's no fantasy element. There's no sci-fi element. It's a it, like an everyday life element. It's different enough. Just call it something new. Make your own thing out of it. And yet, like you said, yeah. it's paying homage to what came before. And that's great. But people can make that connection and say, oh, hey, it's kind of like that other show from way back when. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it, but it was really good. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. That's my opinion. And and the thing is, is that like from your example, Charmed is something that was recent enough, has a large enough fan base that by having a direct connection to that, that is automatically money for them. That's automatic marketing. Easy, easy. One day at a time, not a whole lot of people remember one day at a time, much less we're actually fans of it. Right. So I don't think that using that name and that specific premise really got them much aside from having to be less creative. And and that's kind of to Rusty's point here in the chat room. We're using the name as a two-sided coin. On one hand, it brings a certain degree of interest automatically. On the other hand, it boxes mm -hmm. them into a corner to a certain extent from the get-go. And I I think that that's typically true. But like you just said, I have to question how much benefit they got from recycling a name that a lot of people barely remember or the people yeah. who do remember it, it are it, so it, it old that like we're now outside of that primary demographic that they're aiming for. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say anyone younger than us has no, I, they it's, and yet they they're the it. target demographic. Yeah. And, and that's so strange because as Rusty said, they're basically painting themselves into a corner with it. 
when otherwise they would have flexibility to do different things and adapt it as they yeah. needed to. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think the whole thought of, of rebooting that was foolish anyway. So Well, um, <laughs> good news, I guess, for fans of um, One Day at a Time, the reboot. Isabel Gomez, or I'm sorry, Isabella Gomez, was just picked up for a starring role in HBO Max's reboot of Head of the Class. For the audio listeners out there who aren't, you who aren't seeing the video, yeah, we both <laughs> thought we needed to clarify that. <laughs> that was my head hitting the microphone because... Yes, with this dejected look on his face. Same, I have nothing new to say. It's the same ar argument. Same yeah. exact argument. Now, it's, I don't know, Next. I don't even know that it's a reboot because she's playing the daughter of a character from the original series, so it's almost like it's a continuation like a next right, generation right. sort of thing, which, yeah, I mean, maybe it's okay, but it, I mean, it's basically the same concept. You're, you're just doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Stop it. Stop right. it. Blumhouse is, I like, I do them. too. Good. People. I do too. And it's funny because, you know, we've talked about this before. I don't like horror movies and you're not that big a fan. Your wife, Robin is not a big fan. They're, their stuff is so creative, though. They actually like it's not stupid slasher stuff. Right. It's not lame storyline stuff. It's like they write an incredible story and then they happen. It has like undertones of horror to it. It's not just this overt like some is it. Eric goes crazy and just starts stabbing a bunch of people. It's it's which may or may not happen. Still not sure about that. Uh, yeah, I. They're they're good. Their stuff is great. Yeah, it, it's. Really I mean, good. they've even the stinkers I've watched of theirs. They haven't had many. And at least they're doing something different. Even with the ones that aren't great, they're clever. They're they're different. So, uh, well, they are doing. Uh, they're about to start production apparently, on Five Nights at Freddy's, this coming spring. Mm -hmm. massive gaming franchise for casual gamers. My yep. son is so obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's. His username to this day from years ago is still based on one of the characters. He collected the toys and the action figures and like bed sheets and whatever else they made from Five Nights at Freddy's. Like he was obsessed. Wow. And, and the sad part is I don't think he's going to be able to watch this movie. Uh, <laughs> no. So we <laughs> we we not. may have to do some uh, creative parental editing and and let him watch, you know, the Eric cut or something. But yeah. uh I think that this is is actually a great franchise to bring into a movie. Um and Blumhouse is definitely the studio to do it. I think it is it Jason Blum, the guy who yes. so he's producing it and he's co-producing it with Chris Columbus. From Home Alone mm -hmm. and a bunch yep. of other classic movies. The premise, for those who don't know, it's I think of uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Um, but then the animatronics come to life at night and start killing the security guards. And uh, they kind of make a video game of it where, like, you're the new rookie security guard. Um, mm -hmm. 
you, you're left with a flashlight with only so much battery power in it. So you have to be selective about when you turn it on and off and you've got security cameras, but they don't cover everything and, and, you know, antics ensue. But I, I think that this could, uh, this could be pretty good. Uh, no, David in the chat room. I, I don't see every horror movie. I'm, I'm very selective. Um, but I don't see every movie of any genre because I don't have that kind of time. And at some point I'm going to die and there's going to be all kinds of movies left unwatched, which I would say is really sad, but then based on some of the movies I've seen, there are plenty that I probably shouldn't, but many should go unwatched. But, uh, did you ever play any of the red dead redemption games? A bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I like them. I, I, I like the, the gameplay. I like the overall story of them. Um, you know, pretty clever. And it's one of those things that while it is multiplayer, you can be on your own and do your own thing for an awfully long yeah. time. And, and really just kind of build your character up and stuff. But I, I, I like them. I, I, I think they're, they're really well okay. done. I've games. never talked to anybody who's played them, who hasn't liked them. Um, I've got a coworker of mine who yeah. is like really obsessed with them, uh, a big fan. Uh, so Nick, if you're listening, um, shout out to Nick. Also, you're a punk, but that that's a whole different conversation. So yeah, yeah Nick, Nick. Yeah, punk. Uh, seriously though, um, it, we were actually just having a discussion about it the other day. Um, apparently the, so Red Dead Redemption 2, I guess has a, a multiplayer, an online multiplayer aspect to it. They are releasing a standalone Port, it's, uh, port's probably not the right word. I'm trying to think of how I would describe it, but they're launching a standalone version of the multiplayer aspect of Red Dead Redemption 2. It's going to be called Red Dead Online. Okay. Um, and it's launching soon. I think it's launching Tuesday. I hadn't heard anything about it, mm. but um, I don't know. That That seems to be like it would be a pretty big deal for the gaming community because I know people are absolutely yeah. in love with that series. Is this just for consoles? I don't know. That is an excellent I mean, I would question. assume it is, but... Uh, no, no, I, I can't. I'm sorry. I was thinking of it just for PC. I was thinking the opposite of what you were asking. It's almost certainly for PC. I don't know whether it's also for consoles or not, but I assume it is. Um, gotcha. I can't imagine that they would do one and not the others. If, if that yeah, is already yeah. baked into the game engine for the console versions, extracting that and separating it into its own thing and just modifying whatever content you need to, that would be the only challenge. And that would be um, regardless of, of which platform you're running. I mean, the engine is really the challenge when it comes to cross-platform stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean... I imagine it's going to be for PC and, and platforms. I didn't really look into it that much because I have never played any of the Red Dead Redemption games because it's a Western and I don't do period pieces. I, but I, it's it's something you should reconsider. People say uh, it. It's going to be available from the PlayStation Store, Microsoft Store, Rockstar Games Launcher, Epic Games Store, and Steam at an introductory offer of $4.99, which is 75% off the regular wow. price until February 15th of next year. Uh, please note that PlayStation Plus and or Xbox Live Gold are required to play. Uh, PS4 and Xbox One versions will be playable via backward compatibility on the PS5 or Xbox Series Good. hardware. 
So it looks there like a go. $20 price tag and $4.99 until you said early February. Wow. Yeah, which is awesome. Nice. That's that's a that's a great deal. And yeah, just a really terrific game. I, I really like the gameplay with it. Cool. Um, what else do we have here? Trevor Noah Trevor Noah will be hosting the next Grammy Awards. Which is good because I think awards without a host are silly. Yeah, they're they're kind of weird. I I mean they they've been able to pull them off well enough. Um mm. I I don't know that there's any particular connection between Trevor Noah and and music. Uh, maybe there doesn't have to be, I guess, really. Uh I, I mean he's he's a great comedian and and mm-hmm. host of, you know, with with his show that he does. So, uh yeah, yeah. good choice. Good choice. I, I, I'd, I'd actually, I'd like to see Trevor Noah do more stuff. Yeah. I, I, I want to say that too, but then I'm thinking, well, he does the daily show, which is by definition daily. So maybe I'm just not watching enough of it. You know, maybe, maybe that's my (laughs) fault. That's not Trevor Noah's fault. Um, Mm. I got out of the habit of watching that. I used to, and I, I like it. It's a good show. I just, I think I got fed up with everything going on in the world for a while. Um, finally though, John Barrowman is going to be returning as Captain Jack Harkness for the upcoming Doctor Who holiday episode titled Revolution of the Daleks, which will be airing New Year's Day. I want to say it was 8 p.m. Eastern. You're excited about this. Yeah. You're, you're a Doctor Who fan, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Very excited about this. And, and you know, obviously the, the holiday episodes are something that I think every who fan looks forward to yeah they've been i mean Um, i look forward to them mainly because it it is something in between the lack of doctor who content uh, which seems to be big gaps recently um there were a couple that were not great but i'd say probably two-thirds of them i really enjoy and then one third it's like yeah okay that was something but uh well you know the, the thing is that it it's an interesting thing because basically they're standalone, you know, they're, they're not as part of intrinsically part of the storyline of, 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 of any series. But that said, they also put a lot of extra effort Mm. into it. And I think they make them really good and interesting stories. They always bring in good characters into it. They're very, they're really compelling one shots. And, and, and I like them. I, I, I like what they do with them. And it's a great oh, yeah. tradition also. And, and frankly, it gives me something to look forward to on New Year's Day because, you know, at, at that point you wake yeah, up on the first really and New it's Year's like eh, all the holiday stuff's done. I get the rest of the day uh, to clean up yep. and then tomorrow back to work. You know, it's it's nice. It, it gives uh, an, it's a nice way to start out beginning of the year so now the bad news is when i read the description of the episode i got spoiled for the end of the season that i still haven't caught up on yet uh oops so what, what why is new year's day a holiday like i don't understand i mean is, is it really that significant that we celebrate the coming of a new year that people get the day off and such you really I, I, want to show up at 8 a.m to your office after everybody has been out drinking excessively until 7 a.m. So you, if, no. but if, so if you've done that, you, you take leave time. Tim, 
Tim. I, it, it, Tim. It just, it seems. Don't be a Scrooge. Just, almost. It's, I'm not being a Scrooge. It's just, it's almost arbitrary. It is a tradition. And while traditions can be just rote, uh, trivial, archaic nonsense that fall into the just because category, I think that mm -hmm. it's important for us as humans and as a society to take a moment where we are not focused on work and to reflect upon not just what we've done over the past year, which is kind of what we do on New Year's Eve, but to really give some thought to where we're going. Because that's where the car's moving as, as we're driving now and, and having a plan and, and kind of looking toward that, I, I think is important. And I think taking a pause to kind of give that some consideration is the type of thing that we don't do often enough in our lives. So Tim, I fully support taking the beginning of the year to pause and, and consider where I'm going for the rest of, of the year, which for me will take all of 30 seconds because I'm going nowhere, but that's not the I point. Know, I know, I know I'm going to get deeply yep. philosophical here, but the beginning of the year, I mean, that could Chat be room, next help Wednesday. Me out. I would love it Where if it we were next Tuesday say, hey, or next know. Wednesday, because this year so far has kind of sucked. And, you know, yeah. if you want to start it tomorrow, so, I'm okay what, with Eric, that. Take next, take next Wednesday off to reflect on the previous year, the previous 365 yep. days. And, uh, and then you start a new year on, on, on Thursday. Tim. So there, there you go. We do need to have markers and milestones in our lives. Ask, ask any yeah, professional yeah, psychologist, time, et cetera, et cetera. they will tell you having milestones <clears throat> that's meaningful, that matters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tim. Humans do silly things that they I do. just don't understand. But you know what? Taking a moment to consider where you're headed is not a silly thing. No, but you can do that. But people at any don't time. do it. So sadly, Anytime. we need to be coordinated and we have to be reminded that we have to sit still for a minute and do it, Tim. So let's not take but away the, the fact that people aren't doing it for the, the other 364 days, Tim. Don't take it. away the one day that they actually agree to pull their heads out of their butts and do it. The majority of people aren't using that day for any reflection or yes, anything they like are. that. They're, They're like, using oh my gosh, what did I do hangover. last night? That's a form of reflection. No. They're recovering from their hangover. And, and, and I'm not knocking that. I'm just simply saying, I don't know that we need to have like this one day off that is kind of a universal thing. I, you know, if you want to take the day off, take the day off, but it shouldn't be imposed. I'm, I'm just saying the chat room seems to agree nope. with me too. You know what, Tim? I'll, I'll, let's don't, compromise. Don't. I think compromise is important. I, I think that this is another thing that culturally we don't do often enough. So, Tim, I, I think we can compromise here. Um, Are you going to tell me I don't have you to don't take have the to day take off? the day off? You you can stay at home and work because I own my because I own my own business. There it's you a very go. rare occasion. I even that is have a blessing, a and and so you can take part in that blessing of getting to work on January first, and then we're all happy. 
<laughs> all right. And we will all pause and reflect upon the fact that you are working and we are not. It's, it's, it's all, all good. good. All it's right. All good. And that's good for this episode. I think we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you for listening and or watching. If you're listening to this episode, consider going to randomchatter.com slash YouTube. Reflect upon that and contemplate doing so. Not at the beginning of the new year, but right now. Right, right now. now. Because you don't have you to don't. wait for the new year to do that. Unless reflection. you're driving. You can do that anytime. Which you can't don't do it anytime. Don't let other people tell you what you have to do. Do what you want. Wow, such a hedonist. Be an independent thinker. Be an independent thinker. That is exactly what we're asking people to do. To, to think independently. People don't pause to think anymore. They just react. They do what they feel, not what they think, Tim. We are encouraging people. Do they need to do it the other 364 days too? Yes, but baby steps. I'm yeah, turning my I can see Tim's there. clocked out already. That's okay. <laughs> Randomchatter.com slash YouTube. Hit the like and subscribe buttons, please. There's also a notification button down there you can get so that you get notified when we go live or post new videos. Also, don't forget, we have all of our podcasts over at Randomchatter.com. Not everything we do is on YouTube. There are all kinds of other podcasts we do that are not yet video-wised. Video-credited, the network's top-rated Marvel Cinematic Universe show, Guardians of the MCU. That, that too. You should fix that. You should get it on video. And soon, soon we are going to have two of the network's top-rated MCU shows. Yes. Does that mean they're going to fight amongst each other for for top billing? That we don't have to. We don't have to fight. We don't have to compete. We just know that we're talking. Also, rated. a quick shout out to the tight beam now that uh, the expanse is going to be returning. And uh, so be sure to check that if you are a fan of the expanse. And you should be because it's a good show and the tight beam is a good podcast to go along with it. So check that out too. Don't forget to join us in Discord, randomchatter.com slash Discord. We've got channels set up there for each of the shows on the network. A lot of conversation going on, especially if you are a Mandalorian fan. So, uh, be sure to check that out. That's going to do it for this episode of Random Chatter. Thank you for joining us. We will be back on, uh, let's see, I think we're doing Thursday this week for Movie Chatter at about 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, which is GMT minus 5. And then we will be back next Sunday night with more Echo Base and Random Chatter. And I think we are tentatively planning to do the Outer Rim Friday night this week. I think, because I'm not going to be around to stream it Saturday morning. That's for sure. So stay tuned for more information on that. Again, you can also get notifications of us going live on Discord. You can check in with us and ask us about scheduling questions if you have any. That is going to do it. Have a great week. Until next time, take care.